It is Wednesday, the 7th of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, how good is an Aussie pub counter lunch with that beautiful onion gravy done properly? Oh, mate. So I had one of those only uh, a week ago. I played a game of golf with a mate of mine, Mad Mike. And uh, we went and had a, a good old-fashioned schnitzel, mate, with uh, with gravy as well and chips and, uh, and a cold schooner. It doesn't get any better. Nah, and I love the big thick sausages as well. I know it's not all that good for an aging, aging bigger guy, but boy, they're nice. All right, Spain, they're not happy. They're out of the World Cup. Can you believe it? Ronaldo gets benched and uh, drama in the AFL around Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. So Spain out of the World Cup, Shane. Um, A huge result this morning. They'd be mourning in, in Spain because they thought, here we go. Well, mate, going down to Morocco, three zip in penalties, and it's a look. It's a tough way to go out, but uh, the Moroccan team have overachieved in this World Cup so far. But uh, that is a big scalp. Spain were predicted to go deep in this tournament, and um, to go out in penalties is, is a big, big loss for them. Look, some people have been critical of Brazil and the way that they danced their way to victory over South Korea, but isn't that just part of what they do? Isn't that part of the magic of the Brazilian soccer team and the way that South America goes about uh, their favourite pastime? I, I didn't see any problem with it. Absolutely no problem at all. Like, like oh, we try and take fun out of everything these days. That that they're known for that. They're known for their flair. They're known for their passion. They're known for for carnival and that sort of stuff. Mm. And uh, and they absolutely flogged South Korea four uh, one. And they deserve to to dance all they want. Tim, go for it. I, I say. Oh, some people just want to cancel the world, don't uh, they? Yeah, it's I know. such bullshit. No. It really my is. Fucking it in. It annoys you, doesn't <laughs> it? You wake up in the morning, you read someone whinging about something, you think, holy smoke. Yeah, yeah. Haven't you got something better to do today? Mm. Haven't you got some bills to pay? Um, all right, let's have a look at Ronaldo because he's uh, he's had a wobbly old six months for a, a guy of his standing, the, the, the number one influence when it comes to sport around the world and even his Portuguese coaches has benched him. Yeah, and he wasn't happy the way he reacted and he's mm. in and the coach has now come out and said um, he didn't like the way that Ronaldo uh, sulked and carried on. He said that's now that's now behind us. Yeah. But looking at the way that he, the coach was treating him at Man United, maybe maybe it's not maybe not always the coach's fault. And uh, Ronaldo said that he was insulted by one of the Korean players. Well, get over it, mate. Like, um, of course you're going to get insulted on 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 a football pitch or on a sporting ground, but uh, you're not above the game, buddy. 
and uh, and stop carrying on. Yeah, it's a bit like when someone thinks everyone else is a dickhead. There's sometimes yeah. there's, sometimes there's a common denominator. Um, yes, that's right. Uh, now cricket, of course, we uh, start this test match, a day night test match in Adelaide tomorrow, and I think everyone who loves cricket wants to see a competitive test match because there's nothing more boring, is there? Mm. Uh, I, I know that there's some people that just want to win. They want to win by a, a big margin, but. For me, as an observer, as a lover of the game, I just want to see a contest. Yeah, and I don't think – I think that um, the West Indies did pretty well to hang in there the way they did, particularly mm. in the second innings, to get 300. But I think with this pink ball swinging around, I think you'll see Mitchell Stark come into his own. Uh, he'll, he'll swing the ball around corners. Um, and I think you'll see Boland come into the team to replace Cummins. And okay, look, his yep. test – his test average is around 10 or something. So mm. I think he'll get a bag of wickets as well. I, I think you'll see this one a very one-sided affair. Australia dominating against West Indies. Yeah, it's tough under lights, isn't it? Mitch Swepson, yeah, yeah. he's confident of selection for Australia's tour of India. And if that happens and he bowled well, you'd have to think that he'd be every chance of uh, being a part of the Ashes calculations. Well, it's a bit of hype here, isn't it? Like They're talking about uh, other bowlers coming into contention. Well, mm. Agar bowls left arm... Orthodox, Todd Murphy's a right arm off spinner, mm. and Zampa's not really a test bowler. So I think Mitchell Swepson has performed very well in the subcontinent, and as long as he's bowling pretty well in the, in the Sheffield Shield, which, which I think he is, he, he'll be the, the second spinner to go with uh, with Nathan Lyon. Elise Perry, she's, she's rarely had a negative headline, has she, right throughout the course of her career. Uh, and this surprised me when I saw that she won't be there available for the start of the WBBL. And the reason is that she's she's broken the rules too many times. Yeah, well, it's only down to slow over rate. Yeah, I know. So no, that's the, the headline worst. didn't quite match <laughs> no, it. <laughs> if that's the worst thing she's done, well, then uh, you're a bad girl, Elise. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, well, she's had two strikes um, during the season and it happened once again in the final where obviously the Sixers lost the final. Mm. Um, so now she'll miss the start of the season. But, uh, yeah, they obviously want to keep the game moving fast and, um, look, she just takes her time and uh, goes about her things in her own, own time. Unfortunately, she's broken the rule and she'll be suspended. Stay with us because we've got AFL, NRL and plenty more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this summer is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Fresh twist in this AFL Brownlow medal scandal. Um, they're going back a year. Look, it was all centred around what happened this year, but now, uh, with further investigation, they're now starting to look at games in 2021 with this umpire in question um, coming on as an emergency umpire on a couple of occasions. Yeah, so the umpire in question here is Michael Pell, who was arrested last year due to some suspicious mm. betting um, uh, things happening around uh, uh, football matches. Um, they're now going back, as you said, into, into 2021 in matches where Michael Pell was an emergency umpire. So they believe – now, I, I must say that Michael Pell has not been – he's been arrested, but he hasn't been charged. Um, so 
you're not guilty until you've been charged, Mm. but they're looking right back into all these matches and – which is a real issue. They think this is a, a lot deep-seated, more deep-seated than we thought. Now, in AFL, um, still on AFL rather, we've seen Harry Sheasel uh, being drafted to North Melbourne. Now, he's the first Jewish uh, person to be drafted to the AFL since 1999. Now, uh, the reason why I give you the background is because there's been a, a bit of a story out of uh, radio land in Melbourne because uh, Gary Lyon, and Tim Watson hold a radio show and they had a caller come in. Mm-hmm. And the caller, um, like tongue-in-cheek, but you can't do this, tongue-in-cheek was commenting, I was saying that oh, now that Harry's going there, they've got plenty of money, they can get a loan. Now, uh, I've done lots and lots of radio shows where you interact with the public and you've, you've got to come in at that point and say, well, we don't, we don't condone yeah. that kind of comments and that, or, or make whatever comment along the way. And this is what Gary has been criticised of, him and his co-host, of course, Tim Watson, because they didn't. They just sort of brushed past it. What do you think? I let it go. Yeah, I think you've got to be careful. And particularly this day and age, we live in a very sensitive world and the caller that we're talking about here is a bloke called John from Epping. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and John calls in all the time with his own views and other things. But, you know, anything around racism, anti-separatism, it's not... Yeah, it shouldn't be tolerated, and they should have should have came in and cut him off straight straight away. Then, oh, and I agree. And look, I'm yeah. not going to get too harsh on them, mm. but I think it's important that people raise this because if it happens and someone does ring in and say something, you do need to step in mm. and, and do something about it. And look, obviously, if someone goes well over the top, you press the the dump button because yep. as soon as you take talkback radio, you're on a seven second delay. Anyway, rugby league and uh, Christian Welch, he's had a bludger of a few years, hasn't he? He's had rupture. ACLs and Achilles, and he was all set, this um, Melbourne forward, of course, plays for Queensland to be a part of the World Cup. Well, some positive news, he's very confident of getting underway uh, in 2023. Yeah, the poor guy. So he's now talking about his state of his own mental health because Mm. 2017, Achilles tear, 2019, same thing, and then a ruptured Achilles, 2022. So three years in a row he's had season-ending injuries. Well, fingers crossed he's all good for this year, but they said the fact that he's still showing up to training, still doing the rehab, still going through all the stuff, um, he's obviously mentally tough. And, um, yeah, it's a nightmare. When you when you work your ass off to get into a team and then an injury pops up, it is very frustrating. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Sam Walker, bright news for the Roosters. Um, he's, a, he's a superstar young player and he's only getting better and they've re-signed him for a couple of years. Yeah, I, I think it's a good sign for Sam Walker. I, I'm still not convinced about Sam Walker. Um okay. And I'm sure Craig Hodges, who is a partner in this show, who loves the Roosters, will will scold me for this. But um, I'm not convinced about this kid just yet. I think he shows a lot of talent, but time will tell. Mm, yeah, I like him. I do like yeah. him. I, I think that uh, you know they they just they just made too many errors and mm. and got injuries injuries at the wrong time. The Roosters when Tedesco went down in that semi final and they had no Manu, they were never going to score tries or points against us. But anyway, I'd be interested to see one thing that I do like about the rugby league season. Looking at next year, is that I reckon it balances out a bit. I reckon we see a stronger mm. Bulldogs, we see a stronger Tigers. Yes. We hopefully will see a, a more balanced competition. Go the doggies, go the doggies. We are blue. We are white. We are dynamite, <laughs> baby. Um, and I can say that because I'm a lab. All right. I was, you know, full on uh, having um, garlic tum on my sandwiches, as you know. Now, Melbourne United's Chris Goulding, and he was a big part of that uh, bronze medal in Tokyo, wasn't he, for the Australian team. He's joined an elite 
uh, NBL club of a thousand three pointers. Now I think Andrew Gaze has got. 1,886, so no one's oh, well, going to catch him right, in the right. short term. He was phenomenal. But that, this is a big mark, isn't it, the 1,000 three-pointers? It's a big It's a big moment. If you look back to AFL only last year where Buddy mm. Franklin kicked 1,000 goals, um, very, very few guys. I think he's only six or seven of them have done that. Um, he's an elite club here, 1,000 three-pointers. Uh, you've got to be around for a long time. It means you've got to take a lot of shots. You're going to miss a lot. Um, but, yeah, very, very exclusive club. But, no, he won't catch uh, Andrew Gaze, that's for sure. As we wrap it up today, Shana, do you mm. miss – Do you miss? I know it's been a while, but do you miss not playing at the, the highest level? Do you remember uh, how it all started and how it all finished? I'll tell you how it finished. I was called up. I uh, missed the tour to India at the end of the season, so I decided I'd been pretty good throughout, throughout the year, so I decided to go on a bit of a bender. <laughs> with my mates uh, day three of my bender uh, my phone kept ringing and I found out that it was Trevor Holmes a selector and someone had been injured over in India so I said to my mates I was in the bar it was a Friday night I said I've got to go I'm on my way to India and they just laughed at me I thought I was taking the, taking the piss anyway next thing I know I'm actually playing a game 14 hours later um, and I remember having a few gin and tonics on the way over on the plane because I didn't think I'd be playing for a couple of days and uh, as it turned out Tim I collapsed on the field I scored thirty three runs, yeah, thirty three runs. I think of about fourteen balls. Did very well when I batted, not out. Um, at ten over, I bowled three overs, none for ten. And as, as I was walking back, Adam Gilchrist records I say it's a snake, and then I just absolutely passed out because I was dehydrated. <laughs> I've been on a bender, mate. You, I couldn't give any more. Never played again. There you go. Yeah, well, 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 what can you do when you're unprepared? <laughs> but 45 One Day Internationals, I was there when you started a sparkling career, my dear friend. Uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We are back on board tomorrow with your Daily Dose of Sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.